0: like two tenths of a mile
1: when uh i don't know it was several days ago just but when you and sam were not at practice
0: no no me and sam just met up one morning and just went and ran it.
1: it wasn't when we did our workouts it was before workouts oh it was before we started workouts oh so you just ran a mile and a half after the second time you did it at practice so like we ran the mile and a half and then you and sam ran after that a different day yeah you made it the first time yeah. In like ten and a half minutes.
0: Yeah. When'd
1: yeah. you run it this time?
0: Oh, in that time, I I don't even know it was like a like a lot slower than that because I stopped and walked.
1: Hang on one second, we're recording. No you, way. You ready to start? Oh my god! <laughs> Welcome to episode nine of the Rugged Identity podcast. If you have not found out by now, we do have a guest with us today, um, Chris E not chris b he's better than chris b chris b is a chump compared to this guy this is chris edwards who is coming to school here at southwestern christian and unluckily, luckily i get to be his coach he's stopping me what's what's up he hates me (laughs) that's all right (laughs) but welcome back guys um (laughs) we've we've got some really fun stuff we're going to talk about today um we're going to bounce all over the place i think this might be the first episode that's not super like broken down in a different part so what we're going to do we're just going to kind of roll with it but we do have some really good scripture uh, and some really good topics that we're going to talk at um about towards the end of this but we're going to start off just talking about bow stuff <laughs> that, that's the, what we love to do Is not right chris uh,
0: definitely
1: so let's talk about let's talk about how you got here like what what made you come to southwestern what made you decide to make the huge mistake of uh, let me be your coach. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so talk about that a little bit.
0: No, I'm, uh, I'm actually really happy to be here, really happy to be shooting for you, and uh, really happy to be on this podcast. But um, it, was, it was pretty neat how I got here to Southwestern, how I got here to shooting on the archery team. I grew up in a, in a real small town, um, south-central Missouri, kind of near Springfield, Missouri. Um, but agriculture is like a really big deal there. Um, and so in high school, like all through school, I had shot archery, shot archery for the national archery in school program. Um, so I did that. I really loved it. Had a little bit of success, but then I also was super involved in my FFA and I, I really enjoyed livestock judging. So, um... I was getting towards like the end of my senior year. I had an offer from a livestock judge and coach and I just didn't know, you know, should I go into like an animal science degree and like go that route or, you know, should I continue shooting archery and try and, you know, pursue that past high school? Because I always I always had this idea that I wanted to, wanted to shoot and I wanted to uh, maybe go pro one day, but more so than that, I would really like to use archery in a way to uh, start a ministry, you know, start like a, a ministry organization where I team up with, say, NFAA Archery or World Archery or the ASA or IBO, something like that. And hold, you know, it would almost be like preaching or evangelical sermons like during um, like during pro tournaments. Uh, so that kind of brings me to how I got here. I was sitting at home one night. And I'd been praying a lot about, you know, what God wanted me to do in my life, what where I needed to go as a career because I had, you know, I had different opportunities kind of opening and closing at the same time, and I didn't really know what to do. And that night, my high school archery coach texted actually, texted my mom and said, Hey, maybe I shouldn't have done this, but I couldn't help myself. I texted this guy he had advertisements for an archery tryout. I texted him about Chris, gave him his phone number, and I think that he's interested. And so then after that you you actually texted me that night and everything just kinda fell into place and it, it brought me here. So now I'm I'm here shooting archery. I'm pursuing a Christian leadership degree and I I believe that this is where the word put me. So
1: well good deal. Well that's Chris, for most of y'all that don't know, um, we recorded a podcast before this, and actually brought Chris up a little bit, uh, talking about the, you know, kind of his character and how he's a leader on this team coming in as a freshman and how he's shooting really, really well. Um, I know he's not exactly where he wants to be right now with the scores, but we're getting there. We're working out. What are you shooting right now, Chris?
0: Uh, hey, and, and
1: before I know you don't want to, you may not want to say it because it's on a three hundred thirty X right now, and that, that's <laughs> cool. But this is something you can go back to later on and you can listen to and think, man to think about where I started and where I'm yeah, at now, because yeah. these next four years are going to fly by, whether you believe it or not. So it'll be really cool to come back and listen to this. So let's just hear it.
0: Yeah, no, I have I have no shame in saying what I shot. And I mean a little bit of background. I shot I shot NAS for eight years, but that's shooting more like a barebow style. So I'm actually pretty new getting into combat. So
1: I'll just stop right there and ask you this. What, how was that transition? Because I know there's a lot of kids in high school that would love to shoot in college. But when you start talking to them about it, And they say, well, uh, are you guys going to provide the bow? And I don't think that they mean that in a way of like, hey, are you guys going to buy all of our equipment? I think it's more of a thing like NASP, you know, when you're in high school. A lot of schools will provide stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Schools actually, like high schools that participate in the program, they actually get grants and stuff like from the program, from the government to, uh, to be able to purchase equipment for all the kids and that that's the great thing about it. It's a really great place to start shooting because it's it's equal opportunity. Everyone uses the same equipment, everyone shoots at, you know, same distances and if they can't afford their own equipment, then they can go just go to the school and just use what the school has on hand. Yeah. Um now that the problem with that transition is a lot of those kids don't know like the competitive archery scene outside of NASP and they don't know you know, what it's like to have to buy your own equipment, like what that takes and what that can entail. So, I mean, for a lot of kids, that transition is kind of difficult.
1: Yeah, because there's a lot of kids that can really shoot really well in high school and NASP. But, you know, some of them will roll into college and it's technically, I mean, they're both compounds. Yeah, they're both compounds, but it's just it's completely different. Like it's yeah,
0: in in NASP you're shooting you're shooting bare fingers, no releases, no sights. Uh, I mean, you're not shooting like drop away or lizard tongue rest. You're shooting yeah. just off of a little metal piece of wire. I mean, it's twenty pound bows. You can't hardly tune them to save your life. It takes forever to get anything out of them. I mean, it's 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 pretty tough shooting them because you can't customize them at all but that's that's also the beauty of everyone being equal in it and everyone having a fair opportunity
1: yeah so it's a good and a bad thing so was that transition so when when did you start shooting a competition compound um i started
0: playing with it a little bit like two years ago i had an old um a guy at my local pro shop he actually gave me an old matthews conquest 4 and i bought I bought some long stabilizers for it. It had a pretty cheap one pin sight. And so, I mean, I just got to shooting that a little bit, but I mean, I would shoot it, I would pick it up every like, two months yeah maybe shoot 50 arrows with it so as far as like actually really getting into shooting a compound bow i really hit that hard this summer whenever i bought my new setup
1: yeah so what, what is your setup now um, what are you shooting well do you want me to talk Let's about, just talk, break it down well, everything
0: do you want me to talk about my scores first because you asked about scores. yeah let, like, go ahead go, go ahead and throw your score out there right now um my my pr right now is a 296 20x round um, and I shot that like last Friday. Today I shot a 294 and like a 13x. It just wasn't as good of a day. Some days are better than others. So, I mean, I'm shooting I'm shooting pretty consistently mid two yeah. ninety. So I'm, I'm at a really good starting place and I'm really hopeful for where I can go from here. Like I say, I haven't shot competition compound very much. So I, I think that I'm starting off really solid.
1: Yeah, especially because there's a lot of people that will jump into that world and it can be super frustrating. I mean, we see that. I've been there. It's frustrating. Oh, Even just being a bow hunter, you know, pulling out a compound, once you start getting serious about it and you want to be super precise, it can be super frustrating. I mean, I remember when I was in middle school thinking, I got a compound that's like a flagship bow. Now as was a Matthews. Yeah. And I had a movable one pin and I had a really, a pretty decent setup going.
0: Yeah.
1: And like at 40 yards, you know, I'd be losing arrows and I'd be ticked. <laughs> <laughs> and looking back at it now, it's just, it's a form thing. So it's not like yeah. the... The most expensive bows is gonna do it for you, which it's gonna help. No, yeah,
0: it, equipment always helps, but I mean, what what helps more than anything? What has helped me the most is having having good coaches, really focusing on form, um, focusing on mental process, and just I mean, a, as many reps as my body can handle.
1: Yeah, consistency. It's, I would say is probably one of the biggest things. Oh, it's, for
0: for sure. Just taking a little bit of time every day, and if you can, you know, twice a day, and just get on the range and shoot shoot quality shots. Not even necessarily shoot as many shots as you possibly can. Just shoot really good quality shots.
1: Yeah. I mean, it. one of those quality shots and consistency things too, and this is off the record, I'm not advertising this, but if you have form that is a little bit poor, but you shoot every single day and you're very consistent, you, you might be able to throw some pretty high numbers up there. Oh,
0: I will tell you, I mean, even in high school, I got beat, and I mean beat bad, by some kids that looking at him it's like, man, I don't know how you can hit the target doing what you're doing, but I mean, they're, I, anything is right if you can do it the same way over and over and over
1: again. Yeah, that's like, this is a little bit off topic too, but Hunter Pence, did you ever watch Major League Baseball growing up? He played for San Francisco. A um, little bit. The dude looked like a question mark and couldn't hit his way out of a wet paper bag when he swung, but... He was consistent. They talked about that dude, you know, he was taking swings, hundreds of swings every single day in the cages, and he yeah. raked. Yeah. But his form was awful. It's like one of those, the coaches are like, that dude's a stud, and if anyone's watching, do not do what that guy's doing. <laughs> but
0: I, I have seen some kids on the line that I would definitely say that. Like, I, I remember I shot with one kid. Uh, he, was, he was like the best kid in the state. This kid averaged – like, mid-290s in NASP, and I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, that's, like, really good. Like, he was was probably the best kid in the nation. Yeah. And I shot with him one day, and, like, looking at his form versus mine, like, you know— looking at his it's like there's a lot of things that i could critique and change on him but there's no way that i ever would because he was whooping me
1: yeah you want to call him out right now we tell him to come to yukon whoever that kid is number one in the nation come right now chris e is gonna kick your butt in yukon at our range
0: absolutely no way like (laughs) like i said he 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 put me in my place a couple different times there there were some times where i got to think that i was big stuff and Stood next to him on the line, and I got all nervous. And he he put me in my place. I I shot I shot well below my average, and he shot like his best score of the year that day. So it was it was pretty impressive. Maybe you
1: just need to get some sw- more a little bit more swag going. You just need to have that little swag walking up to the shoot line yeah yeah just, scare all your competitors just, of just vegas get,
0: get, get a little cocky hey
1: once they hear this podcast they're gonna think who's chris b we know who chris e is now <laughs> we're gonna be a little bit nervous for the no i'm just kidding but let's let's uh let's talk about your bow setup like let's let's break that down
0: yeah i am shooting a Darton tempest et um shooting it's uh 37 and a half inches axle to axle shooting it at a, 60 pounds um just adjusted my my let off so I'm holding I'm holding something like 12 pounds right now but I I try and push and be pretty aggressive through my shot so I'm probably probably pushing a little harder than 12 pounds but my holding weight would be something around 12 uh shooting right now I'm shooting some ps23s uh 400 spine I have 150 grains in the front end of them, and I'm shooting a 3 fletched tack driver on the back. I need to, at some point in time, I need to build my 27s. I have some PS27s. I don't have those built yet, but that'll come after, after our World Archery Tournament in December. Um, for
1: sites, I am shooting a, come on, let's hear it. Let's hear the good stuff. Come on. I'm shooting
0: an Excel achieve XP. I was really blessed and was able to find one of those. I know that those are finding one of those is about like finding a dinosaur bone right now, but I was, <laughs>
1: you have those in
0: landslides. <laughs> yeah. Those are pretty hard to find, but I, my local pro shop, uh, hooked me up with that. So that was pretty cool. And then I am shooting a UV 2 uh, just, just the, no, it's a UV-3. It's the 3. Yeah. It's the
1: 3. Don't downgrade yourself. Yeah, it's sorry. the UV-3. Come My on. My bad.
0: I'm shooting a, I'm shooting a UV-3, uh, four-power lens, and right now I'm just shooting a 19,000s uh, blue fiber in the middle of it. And for release, I'm switching back and forth between, I've been shooting a Trueball Goat, um, generally set as a hinge, but i here lately, last week or two. I've been shooting your stand. Is it a stand evolution?
1: B3 Infinity. B B3 Infinity. B B3 Infinity.
0: Yeah, so I've been shooting that, like, the last couple weeks, and it's been doing really well for me.
1: Uh, what... I know you messed around with your pins, and you messed around with using a dot, and all that stuff on your on your site. What'd you settle on? You yeah, settled on that pin. I, I ended up... What, settling, what was the reason on that? On
0: that blue pin. I could just... Uh, honestly, I could just see it the best. I had... I had one of my coaches... Uh, she told me that I should try going to a going to like a circle like like a hollow middle just a like a circle sticker and I tried that and I have I have astigmatisms in both eyes so it, it got to where I was kind of seeing double so I had to ditch my clarifier and I had to get my peep size so small that I could barely see any light through my peep in order to make that work and I just, I just couldn't shoot a target that dark, so I I went back up in peep size and just settled on a settled on a fiber, and without a clarifier on that four-power lens, it really cleared that up to me, so I, I have a really good sight picture now, but yeah, that that circle was not my best friend. I just
1: Not his best friend. I, but... I,
0: I, I couldn't see it, and by the time that I got my setup right to where I could see it, I couldn't hardly see what I was shooting at, so it just didn't work out too yeah. well.
1: Cool, cool. So, you have any plans besides the target archery stuff? I know you'd like to dabble in the bow hunting world a little bit you plan on doing any of that this year
0: yeah i think that i'm gonna try and get i've been and i know you give me give me a a lot of crap for this but i (laughs) i generally have been more of a rifle hunter um never really have gotten big into bow hunting but i think that i'm gonna try and get into bow hunting this year we're
1: gonna have to shut this podcast down
0: right now i'm sorry for everybody listening (laughs) i'm kidding go ahead no, but I wanna I wanna come out here. Being out here in Oklahoma, there's for one there's a lot more in Missouri. You know, there's there's no muleys in Missouri. There we just have white tail and down in southern Missouri we don't have a lot of big stuff. I mean, within within a hundred miles of my home there will be like two Boone and Crockett shot every year. I yeah, mean. there there's a there's a lot of stuff that's like 120, 130, but nothing. Nothing huge, um, so I think that I'm gonna try and hit some Oklahoma public land this year and Ooh, there see you what go. I can do.
1: Good but. deal, good deal. Yeah, we're excited about that. Uh, I've been in his ear about hunting public land out here because I'm a big proponent of hunting public land in Oklahoma. There's a lot of places with a lot of big deer that get overlooked a bunch because I mean, just like everywhere else in the country, I mean, leases and owning land is king out here. A bunch of farmland, with some corn fed big old bucks is what everybody wants but man there's really some good deer on public land too Um, especially in this area with a lot of ag land Um, you can catch a lot of public land with fields and pivots that are buttoned up next to it and stuff like that so it's it's good stuff
0: and that's that's what we lack at home we have i mean near home i have the mark twain national forest but there's you know like i said around my home a lot of beef cattle a lot of beef cattle and there's not a lot of (coughs) crops so you don't you don't have those pivots and those big crop fields, you know, button up next to anything at yep. home. It's just lots of lots of fescue grass is what we have feeding everything. So I'm I'm excited to be out here, maybe chasing something of a little little bigger caliber.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. We'll we'll have to get after it for sure. Here in about a month, we're a month away today. Nothing fires me at more. I woke up in a good mood. 4:30. We worked out this morning. Not, yeah. It wasn't too bad today, though.
0: No, it, it wasn't bad. We hit legs, but it wasn't. It, was, it wasn't it, too bad. It was fairly light. We were all a
1: little bit sore, so I, I figured I'd take it a little bit easier. Yeah. But what else, besides archery, um, besides your degree and stuff, what else are you involved in at the school?
0: Yeah, I am... I actually just joined, um, through the IPHC, the International Pentecost Holiness Church, which is what Southwestern Christian University is affiliated with, and... Um, they have a ministry organization, and it's called Awakening. Really cool deal, and I'm just getting into it. I just joined, um, it's called their traditional internship, which you, Blake, are actually a leader of that. So Yeah, it
1: sucks for him. I'm pretty much leading everything in his life right now. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's he's coaching my archery, leading my, my ministry internship. I can't get away from this, dude. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um but no, I'm I'm really excited. We just we just started that the other day, and uh, Blake's wife is also a leader of that. And she asked me the other day, we are going to. It's called God to No Limits here in Oklahoma City, and we are going to their neighbor service where we serve lunch to the uh, socially displaced.
1: Dang! Look at this guy, Tanner Wofford. If you're listening right now, you need to hit this guy up. He is taking notes on our podcast. Go ahead.
0: But we're we're. Serving lunch to the socially displaced, and uh, Kaylee asked me if I would speak this Sunday, so pretty excited. I've never actually uh, preached or spoken in front of a... In front of a crowd before, so this is my first opportunity to do that. So I'm I'm pretty excited to get in.
1: Yeah, that. it'll be it'll be good. You're gonna do great. Um, I'm really excited for that. Also, we've we've gone there um, the past few years that I've been involved with the Awakening, and then they've done it way before I've been around doing it. But that was actually the first place that I ever got to preach, also. So that's really cool. To, oh, was it really? That's yeah, awesome. you're gonna get to preach here for the first time, and that's where I preached my first sermon. I did that out there, Sunday service, and man, I was. I was shaking up there. I was nervous. (laughs) How
0: many many people were there for that? I was told that that I'm going to be in front of like 25 people this
1: week. Yeah, I want to say at the Sunday morning service, there might have been probably 40 people there. And that's including the interns that we had. So not a ton, but Uh, it's still one of those things like you're stepping on stage for the first time with a mic. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, oh my goodness. I hope I don't mess up. (laughs) But that's that's just, you got to let the Holy Spirit take you at that point. You know, just trust what you prepared to do and ask the Lord just to speak through you and not let the words come from you. But let's let's go ahead and dive into the good stuff, you know, what this um, podcast is all about. And that's a little bit of scripture and a little bit about the Lord. Um, I know you've prepared stuff for this Sunday, and that's a little bit about what we're going to talk about, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, This Sunday, I am... Because, you know, I don't want to be... I, I, I want to be really sensitive. I know that the socially displaced, they're going through really hard times. Yeah. But I, I don't want to be that guy that's standing up there in you know, $60 Ariat jeans and talking to them about, well, God is faithful and God will provide whenever I'm standing there. And I, I have no clue what they have ever yeah. been through. You know I have, I have absolutely no clue the, the caliber of hardships that they've been through mm-hmm. in their life. So I was talking and actually got to talking to one of the guys on the baseball team, you know, just trying to get some advice. I'd been praying a lot about what I should talk about this Sunday. And he actually gave me a scripture that really, really spoke to my heart. And it was Acts 3, 1 through 10. And I I won't read it all, but the summary is Peter and John are walking through this city and they're going past this temple. And the name of the temple is beautiful. And there is... A man who he's been lame, he's a beggar, and he just sits outside the temple just relying on other people to give him money. And so they walk past and he asks them, you know, do you have any gold that you can give to me? And Peter says, silver or gold, I have none. But what I do have, I give to you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, get up and walk. So that's going to be kind of my pivotal verse going into the sermon is... You know, I can't I can't turn around someone's life in a day. I wish that I could. I really mm-hmm. do wish that anyone that was in need, I wish that I had a billion dollars and I could just get them all out of the terrible situations that they're in. But sadly, I can't.
1: Mate, but you can give them something so much better. I know that's where you're going with this yeah, because yeah, I know you say, I can't turn their life around in a day, but technically speaking we know that the holy spirit and having the lord in our life is so much more important than that a million dollars you wish you had to give him so yeah
0: absolutely and you know like you say that's that's where i'm going with that message you know what i do have i can give to them and what i do have is the good news that jesus came and died on a cross and rose again and now that's my hope that's what gets me through every day that's what gets me through the tough and the easy days alike you know that's that's what all of us as Christians have to hold on to, um, and that's that's what I can give to them. I can't I can't change their lives, you know, financially in one day, but maybe spiritually I can. Yeah. Um, so that kind of brings us into our topic of, you know, which I know that you've already gone over this podcast, and anyone who wants to, they can go back and listen to uh, previous podcasts, especially the first one, talking about you know what it means to like how to be saved, how to accept Jesus as your Mm -hmm. Savior. Um, But I would really like to talk about what it means to be a Christian and what it means to live that life once you have accepted Jesus as your Savior, what it means to live a life... Loving God and serving Him
1: in mm-hmm. faith. How to how to walk that out faith. and really really make it your life, like live live that way. Yeah, yeah. Ab-
0: absolutely. To not just say I have faith, but to live I have
1: faith. Yeah, and that's good that you're bringing that up because a lot of people um, I know personally, you know, once they make that decision and they feel like they really need to change their life and they want the Lord to take control of their life and you know change them, they they don't know what to do after that step. It's like, okay, now that I'm saved, what do I do now? Yeah, I you know we always push them to that one step, and they take that one step, and they're like, okay, I've taken the one step. Now where's the next, next step? Like, yeah. well, what do I do after that? Yeah, and that's and I mean, in all honesty, I could sit and
0: talk about this for hours. I know that we don't have hours on this podcast, but I could sit and talk about this for hours, like what it means to give your life to Christ. But a verse that I that I really liked that really spoke to me as I was studying for this podcast the other day. Um, was Matthew twenty two thirty six through 40. And uh, a little bit of context on this is Jesus is speaking to the crowd, and one of the Pharisees asked him, trying to trip him up, uh, they asked him this question, and they said, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And in 37, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it love your neighbor as yourself. And all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So, you know, that that tells us right there, like once you're saved, then that's your next step. To love the Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. So that's the three mind, body, or mind, body, and soul. And then, you know, second, in loving God, then Love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, so then another verse that brought me to talking about loving God, if I can find it here, is Romans 12.1. And this is, this is one of my favorite verses, I mean, in the whole Bible. It um, says, and this is, this is Paul writing to the Romans, and in 12.1 he says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to god this is your true and proper worship so you know that really that really tells us a lot right there to give our bodies to give our lives as a living sacrifice so that means every day that you live each day day by day you're giving your life you're giving your time you're giving your body you're giving your service to god because this is our true and proper worship yeah and you know something something that I do like to point out whenever I'm talking about this is it doesn't say this is your exceptional <laughs> worship it doesn't say this is your amazing worship it mm-hmm. doesn't say you know that this is anything special it says this is your true and proper worship so you know this is this is what we're called to do and that is you know that's our true worship that's that's how we know that you know giving our lives to Christ that that's how we know that it's true and then it's our proper worship. It's it's what we're expected to do. Yeah. You know?
1: And that's... I just want to bring some stuff up that you've said um, through there. So you started off... Um, what did you start off by talking about? You started uh, You started off by talking about... Matthew 22, 36 through 40. Okay, Talk... can, can you read that or just paraphrase that one more time?
0: Yeah, that's... Uh... The the Pharisees, they ask Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus replies to them, um, love your God um, or love the Lord your God with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says the second commandment is, you know, it's kind of like this, you know, that's the greatest commandment. But this is the second commandment to love your neighbor. As yourself.
1: Yeah. So when we talk about this specific podcast, um, the first few episodes that we did talked about our core values, and I really love that you brought those things up because, you know, our core values um, are loving your neighbor, following Jesus, yeah. and working hard. And you've covered all of those things already. Yeah. That's... that's really cool. So you start off by talking, hey, you know, this is why I'm at Southwestern. This is what I want to do.
0: Yeah.
1: I want to go pro at archery and heck. Yeah. You know, as a follower of Christ, you got someone to represent and that's a body of believers. Yeah. Now you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for the love of the Lord and you're going to use that as a ministry.
0: Yeah. That's, that's, that's my goal. And you know, that's what, that's what motivates me to work hard is I know, you know, getting into that circle, meeting, meeting people in that industry, you know what that's (coughs) going to take is that's going to take a lot of hard work. Um, that will show up in success and then that success will make gateways. So you know that that is my motivation for getting up every day and working hard and working hard to shoot better is because the better I shoot, the more success I have, the more success I have, the more people, you know, maybe want to talk to me, the more people that want to talk to me, the more connections I make, the more connections I make, the closer I get to reaching a broader audience for the gospel.
1: Yeah, so you just covered working hard. Why you work hard Loving your neighbor because you want to preach the gospel to them. Um, You just talked about those two. Um, The first is loving the Lord, the second is you know loving your neighbor. Yeah, absolutely. And then also loving the Lord, like I just said. So you've covered all three core values already. So man, we should have had you on here a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but keep keep going, Chris. Absolutely.
0: The I mean the core values of this podcast. It's it's you know the core values that I live by absolutely. Um, But then so. But Romans 12:1, that's what it means to love God with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, to present your bodies a living and sacrifice because this is true and proper. But then he goes on, and two chapters later, um, Paul talks about loving your neighbor and like what that means to love your neighbor. Um, and in 14 verse 13, he says therefore let us stop passing judgment on one another instead make up your mind to not put wait a minute that is not I don't know where that verse came from I'm not gonna lie to you
1: no you're good that is not you're the, good
0: that is not the verse that I thought that I was uh, reading um
1: you're good take your time take your time
0: yeah no I I had a bunch of
1: verses written down here but this is not. Now you're good. Let's go ahead and uh, let's go to that last one. I know you got one more that you really wanted to touch on. Let's go ahead and go to that.
0: Yeah. First John three, sixteen through eighteen. Okay. Yeah, and I do wanna to apologize to everyone. I wrote down I wrote down all my verses on a piece of paper here before we started and apparently they were just not the right ones.
1: Dagam it, Chris, you're human. <laughs> you're good, bro. You're Shame
0: good. on me. Shame on you. You're um, good. <laughs> So 1 John three sixteen through 18 um, says, This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need and has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. So, you know, that kind of brings me to, you know, kind of the last big point that I wanted to talk about. For one... I think that, you know, humans in general, and I know I'm I'm as guilty or more guilty than anyone else, being generous, you know, giving mm-hmm. to other people, recognizing yep. that God has blessed us. And like this says with material possessions, but then, you know, we see someone standing on the street corner and we're afraid that if we give them five bucks that they're going to waste it. Yeah. It's like, come on, you know, mo- most people, we have a house, we have a home, we have food. Can we not spare five ten bucks but people people get so stingy with that and i know i've been really guilty of that in the past and you know god has been dealing with my heart on with that type of stuff but then going on in that it says let us not love with words or speech but with actions and in truth and i think that's a big point you know that's speaking of loving your neighbor and you know what it means we should love our neighbor with actions and in truth so we should be willing to help someone willing to give someone our time to show them that we love them you know being more more people than anything and i i have figured this out there's a lot of people they just want someone to be a friend with them absolutely they, they want someone that'll sit and listen to them whenever they have a bad day they want someone that they can tell their accomplishments they can tell their struggles and so you know loving them in action is just being there giving them our time and you know it, sitting there and just listening to whatever they have to say, whatever mm-hmm. they need to get off of their chest. Yep. And that relates back to what we have, you know, loving God to love in actions and in truth. So in loving, you know, that actions that goes back to Romans 12, 1, presenting our bodies, you know, doing that action of giving God our time, you know, spend spending time spending time in prayer i think that that's something that a lot of people overlook and a lot of people that don't do just giving god our time in in prayer just taking a minute getting away from the world and just giving god our time and sacrificing that time that we could be sitting you know sitting watching watching the outdoor channel or scrolling through facebook oh yeah i'm a victim or, of that you know, watching watching Crispy on YouTube. It's oh, like yeah. what in the end, what's more valuable? Watching Crispy shoot a buck with his first Matthews bow or spending some time in your prayer life.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's something that's we've touched on numerous times and that's something that's really easy for us to fall into, the ones that are very, very serious about um, either competition archery or bow hunting and all anything in between really. Yeah. No absolutely. matter what you're passionate about, when that passion becomes Something that's a roadblock between you and the Lord, then that's when it becomes something that's a little bit of an issue. And I've opened up about that with you before. Like I had to put my bow up for a while, yeah, because I was shooting like I was going to the Dagom Olympics, and here I am. <laughs> I'm just trying to be a bow hunter, but I did. I had to. Uh, I had to scale back a little bit, but now we're back on. We're back on the horse, and we're getting after it. But
0: yeah, but I mean, and I, I really sympathize with that. You know, I've made, I've made archery and idle in, in the past. Yeah. Like I said, you know, I shot for eight years in school, and there, there was a time where I was. I was shooting a lot but i was not spending a lot of time with god yeah so i mean you and i can definitely relate on doing that and you know having to step back and identifying like you know this is the time that i need to set for archery Mm -hmm. to be successful as a gateway for god but then this is the time that i actually need to give in service to god yeah and you know i i do want to make something clear i'm not I'm not trying to propose like a, a workspace salvation. I believe that the only, you know, our only way to salvation is through belief in the death, burial, resurrection and salvation of Jesus Christ. So, you know, I I am in no means saying that you have to work um, to get into heaven because it's, it's 100% faith. But I think that that faith, whenever it manifests in our lives and whenever we truly accept it, it should produce works because we want to work for yeah,
1: God. Yeah, that's good. We talked about that this week. We did at the range. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, what is that all you got? Is that the last verse you got? Um,
0: I mean, I, I actually had like 15, but if we're, <laughs> if we're,
1: if we're getting close on time, <laughs> no, we, can, we can
0: wrap it up.
1: But. We're good. But he uh, Chris is over here dropping little tidbits of gold um, for you guys to be picking up. I know that we <laughs> work a little bit all over the place at times, but um the main message Chris what's what's one thing that you'd want to just leave them with if they were to take one thing away from any of this what's one thing um to take one thing it's you know
0: it's that Matthew 22 36 through 40 it's love God with all your strength with Mm -hmm. all that you have in you and love your neighbor as yourself and don't be afraid to do it in action instead of just words
1: exactly that's good stuff uh but, Chris, I just want to say, you know, a lot of the stuff you say, you're one of those people that you don't just say it, you back it up. Um, when you talked about loving people, like I've noticed even in the cafeteria, like it's easy to go sit with all the, the popular group of kids. Um, if any of Chris's buddies are listening to this, I'm not saying that you're a nerd. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, for real, like you, you're you really walking around. You're really living it. Um, even as a freshman, you know, you're a leader. And we're, we're very thankful to have you here. Well, you're I, making – you're making an impact in a lot of people's lives, whether you believe it or not, even the people that are supposed to be over you. So I thank you for all that you're doing. Um, Chris has got a really, really bright future ahead of him, not just with the bow in his hand, if you can, you can tell. He's got a radio voice on him. <laughs> but he's bringing the word this Sunday, so we're excited about it. It's going to be really good. I'm ready to see some what God's going to do through him um, this Sunday, but he's got a rugged identity. That's what we're all about. Um, anything you want to leave him with, Chris? No, she just. Uh, <laughs> He's all red faced over I, here. <laughs> I was, about, I,
0: I was literally in my head rolling over what I was about to say, and you know I was just gonna say, you know, thanks for the kind words. I, I, yep. I, I really appreciate that. You know, I, that that's what I want to do in my life, and that's what God's been really working on in my heart, and what I've been really trying to do is just live out my faith in actions, and you know, give to people that you know, like you say, maybe maybe they don't mm-hmm. have a bunch of friends, and, you know, mm-hmm. be a friend to people like that, but. Shoot, you're over here making me blush.
1: <laughs> but, guys, that's uh, we're running out of time here, and that's going to wrap us up. Um, I'm going to drop my email down in the description again. If you have any questions for me or even if you have any questions for Chris, I can get you guys in contact with him, whether that's over competition archery, whether that's um, just any questions about what he's talked about today and, or anything that – if you just want to talk to the guy, I think he's cool, and you can do that too. But
0: yeah, I'm, I'm not going to claim to be the smartest guy that ever was. But I know a little bit about.
1: Listen, speech. don't listen to this guy. He is a uh, daggum scholar over here. He um, he is, He's a smart guy. We won't go into detail. I don't want to make him too embarrassed. <laughs> but but uh, you know, I, I I like talking about bows. I like talking about um,
0: you know anything competition archery, anything deer hunting, and I I especially you know and blake has offered it to you and you know i'm i'm the same way if anyone has any questions about what i talked about today I, w- I would love to you know answer any questions that anyone has or anything that i can do to maybe lead you closer to the
1: lord yeah and let's where, where can they find where can they contact you at chris do you have a do you know your instagram handle off the top of your head uh my instagram handle i think is let's see i, I can look shoot, that thing it's up maybe
0: chris edwards oh three um Something like that. I do know. I come
1: on, Chris. Everybody big knows their Instagram handle right off well, the top of their head. that's why that's why I'm not
0: big. Uh, <laughs> turn my volume down. Maybe I won't start playing a video into the mic. Let's see. Chris Edwards. Uh, dot O three um, at Chris Edwards. O3. So my profile picture will be across. Um, I do professional. Ha- professional. I do have a. Uh, um, my my account is private, but anyone who wants to, you know. Send me a, send me a DM, send me a message, um, and I'll be sure to accept that. And I would, I would love to talk to anybody about any questions that they have. Like I said, any, any topic, I like talking about all of that stuff. So anyone who has any questions, I'd be happy to talk to anybody.
1: Cool deal. Uh, so guys, tune in. Um, I know it's been a while, and I apologize that we haven't dropped an episode. And it's, it's almost been two weeks since I dropped the last one. Life's been crazy. Prex has been going on. We've been drained, morning workouts, yeah, just everything in between. I know they're starting classes. All I'm doing is working, so it's not too bad. But anyway, guys, um, just remember to uh, stay rugged and know your identities in and tune in next week. See you guys.